Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Olivia. You can call me Liv. You can call me Olivia, whatever works for you. And welcome back to Saturday Night Live. Tonight, I have a highly requested episode that I feel like I've touched on here and there. It was definitely one of my first episodes I ever made. But this is kind of a remix edition because I feel like I'm older now, I am wiser now, and I know a lot more about love and dating in New York City than I did back then when I first started this podcast. (laughs) Just kidding, I'm not that wise, and I hope I'm not that old, but I wanted to talk about dating in New York City today because I just think it's a highly, not highly sensitive subject, what's the word, and not highly requested because no one really talks to me. It's like just something that people I think want to know about and I think it's such an intriguing topic especially because there are so many movies and TV shows about love in New York City. It's like people really want to know about it and it's so funny because in my mind it seems like it would be just like dating anywhere else and if anything it seems to be somewhere that feels even more romantic and more exciting as a place to date but I think in general a lot of people in New York would say that it's a lot harder to date here And I think that's for a lot of reasons, but I think the number one reason it's so hard to date in New York City is because there are so many more people here. It's like, I forget what the saying is, but when there are so many options, it's hard to just pick one because you feel like maybe the grass is always greener, like there could always be someone else who could be better. So anyways, that's one of my tips, but I'm going to go through my top four or five, I don't really know how many we're going to get through, my top tips on dating in New York City because I've been dating my boyfriend now for like two and a half years, I think, and I met him here kind of in New York City. (laughs) We'll get into that. Um, And honestly, I'm not going to talk a lot about how I met my boyfriend because I have a whole episode on that. I think that was like the first or second episode I ever did was called Dating in New York City, and that was one of my most popular episodes ever, and so I just thought we'd bring it back around and I'd give some more tips on dating New York City because I just feel like I've learned some more things along the way and I also did a little research online about what other people think is helpful in dating in New York City which I just found super interesting because I mean some of these people have written articles for like Huffington Post that are like in their 40s and 50s and they're still trying to date in New York City and I'm like oh my gosh I just can't imagine having lived here for 20 or 30 years and you're still like trying to find love in the city it's just it's a lot But my number one tip is to look for something genuine. And I think that's something that can be said for anywhere. And it's a very kind of cliche thing to say. But when you're dating in New York City, there are so many distractions. Like you can get caught up in the glitz and the glamour of the city and these amazing dates he might take you on and him whisking you off your feet and taking you to all these romantic places. But at the end of the day, if he's not a genuine, he or she is not a genuine person and they're kind of just giving you that like glam New York City lifestyle but you you kind of have to like look at their heart and see at their soul if they are a good person or if they're just here like for the party if they're just here for the like fancy rooftop restaurant VIP names only whatever I don't know I'm not in that kind of world (laughs) but you know what I mean like if they're only interested in that kind of life Maybe that's what you're interested in too, and that's totally okay. But I think in New York City, there, I think what I'm trying to say is there are a lot more phony people than you might see elsewhere because it's a city that attracts a lot of celebrities and influencers and all these people who are caught up in this sort of lifestyle that maybe is a bit more superficial. And not to say that every influencer and every celebrity is superficial, but you know what I mean. Like, 
look for someone who is genuine at the core, was raised like maybe with the same or like cares about the same values that you have and like kind of take it back to their hometown. Like I would be so curious at when you're dating, like maybe look for people who are from the same hometown as you or if you're if you grew up in the Midwest, maybe someone who's also from somewhere in the Midwest but has lived in New York City for like 10 years now would be a perfect fit for you because they enjoy that hustle and bustle lifestyle, but they were raised with the same like core values. I don't know. That was just something that just came to me right now, but I feel like that's something that's super important because in New York, you just there are so many cheesy phony people and there are a lot of like weird crazy people too (laughs) so just to find someone real and genuine I get that it can be hard but maybe like looking for someone with those same core values and just making sure that they're a genuine person at their core and not getting caught up in like the glitz and glam of however they're trying to like sweep you off your feet I think that is so important especially in New York because things can be really glamorous here and it's hard to see something for what it is when it's so beautiful on the outside Um, My number two tip is know what you want and do not stray from that. Now, I feel like that's another really cliche tip, but knowing what you want in dating in general, I think is so important. And I feel like, oh, sorry, I had a hiccup. (laughs) Oh, and oh, no, I think that's something that's so important when you're dating, because if you don't know what you want and you're just out there kind of searching for it, I think you're going to end up going through a lot more people and dating a lot more people before you find the right person, which is totally fine. I've, I feel like I've dated a lot of people in my life and I, I feel like maybe I don't always know what I want. And I think that has been something that has really hindered me in my like dating experiences. And I think that it's something that maybe is like, Um, something that affects my current relationship is that I don't know what I want and I'm really indecisive about that. And sometimes I wish like before jumping into a really serious relationship, I'd sat down and written out like maybe like a five-year plan or just like what I expect from not, I feel like this is making my boyfriend sound really bad. He, I love him so much. And I think it's my problem that I'm very indecisive. Like, oh, who knows if I want to end up in New York? Who knows this? Who knows that? You guys know I've been like crying about that on every episode. We're not going to cry today. I promise. But just knowing what you want and not straying from that, unless it's something that really changes over time as you've grown and whatever, I just think sticking with what you want and not giving that up and not letting someone change your mind about that is so important and if it's someone you know maybe like if I'm not talking what you want like he has to be six feet and this guy's 5'10 and he has everything you want besides the height like that's so silly to me but if it's something like I don't just something important like you you need him to be like a kind person someone who's really kind to waiters and tips them well and he's like so rude to people who like servers and waiters like to me that's a deal breaker you know so keep your eye out for the deal breakers and keep an eye out on them early on that's another thing that I really want to say because it really sucks if you get into a year-long relationship and then you realize damn they were rude to waiters on our first date and I am just noticing those red flags now keep an eye out for them early on and that's not to say not to be positive going into dating and things but I just think that if you settle on those things early on, it's going to be a lot harder for you to end the relationship later on because those were deal breakers that you didn't recognize at the beginning. If that makes any sense at all, I might have just not made any sense at all. (laughs) But and just really stand for what you believe in and don't give up either because I feel like so many girls are like, it's so easy to fall into that trap of negative self-talk when it comes to dating. It is so freaking easy to fall into 
all men suck. All guys are jerks. Every guy screws me over. F that. Happy single Valentine's Day to myself. I'm never going to find a man. Like, when you put those phrases out into the universe, that's what's going to happen for you. That is the kind of energy you are pulling into your life. And is that what you want? If that's what you want, I fully support you as a girl, girl power, independent women. I don't think you need a man. But if at your core and your soul, you really want a life partner and you're putting negative energy out around that area of your life, it's not going to help you. And I don't care if you're not into like voodoo magic manifestation like I'm into, but I just think that it's so important to put out a positive energy and mindset around dating if you really want a partner to live your life with, you know? It's kind of like like I have negative self-talk surrounding myself and my body image and all of that. And it's not going to make it any better to tell myself every day that I'm so ugly and so big and so fat. Like that's not doing me any favors. So why would it do you any favors in dating to like have negative self-talk around dating? You know what I mean? Um, so that kind of leads into my next thing, approve upon yourself, because I think the best thing you can do in your life is to better yourself so that when you do get into a relationship, you are fully ready to like jump in, and be your full self because you know who your full self is. This is another thing that I wish I had done before being in my relationship that I'm in now. I obviously love my boyfriend so much and I'm so happy we're together. But I think I bring a lot of insecurities and indecisiveness into our relationship because we did start dating when I was 22 and now I'm 24 and I'm just like, I feel like a whole different human than I was back then. So I think something that's so important is like knowing your interests, knowing what you want in life. Those are just things that when you can bring that into a relationship and just be the fullest and most confident version of yourself in that relationship, your partner or whoever you're dating will just see you as the best version of yourself and the fullest version of yourself. And they will know you so well that they will know for sure if they want to be with you because you know for sure that you love yourself and want to be with yourself and are happy with yourself and know yourself. I hope that makes sense too, but that's something that I'm still working on. And I think it's a a bit harder to do that when you're in a relationship because I'm very focused on myself within this relationship. And I think something that I need to work on, not by breaking up or anything, but I just need to focus on who am I as me, as Olivia? Like, who am I? What do I enjoy? What are my hobbies? What are my interests? What are my career goals? What are my life goals? Um, you know, just things like that. I think that's so important. And, and if you are single now, I think you have a one up on me because it's so much easier to focus on those things when all you have to focus on is yourself. You're not worried about anyone else right now. So if you're sitting here the day after Valentine's Day, feeling single as a Pringle, feeling depressed, like you just want to like lay in bed and eat cookies and you're never going to find a man. Think about the positives too. Like I'm, yes, I'm in a happy relationship. I'm not like crying for myself, but think about like, it's just you, yourself and you right now. And all you have to, all you can do is sit there and improve upon yourself and better yourself and like shine your light as bright as you can and someone will find you. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, I'm going to make a metaphor. You're like a little lighthouse in the middle of the ocean and your, your light might be a little dim right now because you're a little sad. You're in the middle of the ocean alone. You don't know what you want. And then you start working. You're like, wait, maybe I'm really interested in cooking and maybe I want to start my own business. And maybe I do love the way that my body looks. And oh my gosh, yoga makes me feel really great about myself. And all of a sudden, all these little things start coming together and your light starts shining brighter and brighter and brighter. Some boat 
man is going to come along and be like, oh, that light is shining so bright at that lighthouse. I wonder what's over there. And they're going to boat over to you and you're going to meet and that's your soulmate. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) But uh, I feel like that was kind of a good metaphor. I'm sure it's been done before in a much better way. But you know what I mean? Like when you can work on yourself and you have your little lighthouse light slowly shining brighter and brighter and brighter and putting yourself out there and showing the world how bright and beautiful you are, you are bound to attract boats into your life. (laughs) Boats and hoes. No, I don't know where. I really don't know where I was going with that, but I hope someone understood that. Um, Okay. Another huge thing about dating in New York City is all of the options because people in New York, I think, from what I've observed, tend to get a bit distracted in dating because there are so many options and you know one could come up to me and say but Olivia there are so many options in New York I have to find someone because there are millions of people to choose from and and there's so many options that that is so much better than the small town I'm in where I have no options at all well maybe but also when there are so many options and you have like shiny um what's it called shiny object syndrome you're like oh this guy's so cute oh my gosh I want to like talk to him and love him and look at him and then you see a little sparkle out of your eye and you're like wait there's a diamond over there what if that diamond is better what if that diamond's bigger and more beautiful and then you start just like getting distracted by all these shiny objects and all these cute guys in New York and then you realize you can't make a decision and you can't make up your mind and you don't put all of your energy into one person because you're spread too thin and all of a sudden you're dating 10 guys at once and you don't know who you like better and they're all trying to talk to you at once and then you I just think that when you are dating so many people, I think it's totally fine. I'm all for dating multiple guys at once. Not, I mean, okay, that's not my journey at the moment, but I'm not judging anyone who does that. And I support you because I think dating multiple people is really important in figuring out what you want. But if you want a serious relationship and you come across someone that you feel like you could put your energy and effort into and then you're still also dating other people and getting distracted by them. I think that really takes away from like putting your heart into one person and watching it grow because when you put, it's kind of like a hobby or like improving upon a new skill, right? Like if I decide I want to knit, do knitting one day and then I'm going to learn computer design the next day and then I want to get become fluent in French the next day and then I decide I want to learn sign language the next day, like there's, I'm going to know like, less than 1% of each of those tasks. But if I commit to like knitting every single day for a year, I'm going to be a master knitter by the end of the year. So like, what if you put all of your little efforts every single day into one person and just watched how much that could grow? And I'm not saying just like pick a random person, but like if you find a guy that you really like and you could see something with, don't still spread yourself thin and put the same amount of effort into him as all these other rando guys that you're dating. Like put it in to him and watch it grow. And if it doesn't, that's okay. But if it does, it could just be like the biggest, most beautiful relationship because you let yourself go there. And that's another huge tip that I just let myself into, not even planned at all. But wait, what was I saying? <laughs> I totally just lost it. Um, wait, hold on. I've got to pause it and listen to what I just said. Okay, sorry. I really got distracted for a second. The other tip that I had was letting yourself go there and opening up your heart. And I think that's something that's especially hard when dating in New York City because when you live in New York, you become a tough freaking cookie and you're like, I'm not gonna let anyone jump me or mug me and I'm not gonna let any hobos yell at me or attack me and I'm gonna squeeze myself into the subway with all my might 
and I'm going to walk really fast and pass all these tourists and I'm angry and walking and I'm really tough. Like that's what happens, at least for me, when I moved to New York, I just became a little bit tougher. And I think along with that toughness comes a bit of an outer shell and you become a little bit desensitized just emotionally. And I think that can kind of hinder dating because emotionally, for me, I'm a very like heart open, vulnerable kind of person, as you can tell from this podcast, because I post really vulnerable things all the time and like post myself crying and whatever. But I think that when you move to New York City, you become a bit desensitized and lack a bit of vulnerability because you do feel closed off and you do feel a little bit like unsafe, I guess, in New York in a way. And there are so many people that you meet, you're not going to open yourself up and be immediately friendly and best friends and vulnerable with every single person you meet so why would you immediately be open to doing that when dating right so I think New York just toughens you up a bit and emotionally it can be hard to open back up and let yourself fall in love in New York because you've been living here for a few years now and like you're you're tough and you you don't let people in and you don't let people get away with shit like I hope you guys know what I'm saying, but emotionally, I think you kind of have to like backtrack a bit and relearn how to open yourself up emotionally. And that vulnerability is not a bad thing. I personally love vulnerability because it's like my way of being 100% myself without having to hide myself, I guess, because I am such like a crier. I think it's more awkward for me to pretend that I'm not going to cry and hold it all in. And then everyone's looking at me like, why does your face look like you're constipated? And I'm like, sorry, I'm just trying to hold back tears. But I think that vulnerability is a beautiful thing. And if it's something that comes easily to you, claps for you because I wish or snaps for you because I think that's awesome. And more people should be like that. And if you're not a vulnerable person, naturally, maybe you should call me and come on the podcast and we can talk about it. I think vulnerability is something that's really cool. And I think it's something that I would actually love to dig deeper in on this podcast. So if you are wanting to talk about vulnerability, vulnerability, (laughs) um, yeah, sorry, I'm a little bit loopy right now. If you're someone who wants to talk about that, send me a DM at Saturday Night Olivia or just text me or call me or whatever. Those are pretty much all my tips about dating in New York City. And then obviously there's the original, the OG tips I made in my first episode, like, use hinge because that's where i'm at my boyfriend (laughs) look outside the city because my boyfriend lives in westchester and he's really cool no um obviously yeah there's dating apps that work there's dating apps that don't there's certain places to look one article on the huffington post said move uptown we're wait okay hold on i have it pulled up right here let me see tip number one from the article in the huffington post that says five steps to finding five steps to finding lasting love in new york city their number one tip was move uptown away from the single craziness i know it sounds counterproductive but you need to get away from that energy to truly give someone a shot no distractions so that's like kind of what i was saying i didn't know about moving uptown and like that being a thing that you need to do honestly at the end of the day people live everywhere if anything, living on the like Upper East Side and Upper West Side, I think it's a bit more of like a neighborhood kind of feel, but I'm not sure you'll really meet a lot of like young singles. I think all the young singles are downtown, but I'm not sure how they're saying you should move uptown and expect to like meet someone unless it's like a an old divorcee <laughs> on the Upper West Side living at Central Park West. I don't know. I don't know. Um, is Central Park West a thing or did I just make that up? Central Park South and Central Park central park west no that's definitely a thing i hope so okay i'm gonna stop talking i hope some of those tips were helpful and i think 
obviously if you don't live in New York City, a lot of that can still apply to you. But in New York City, I think all of these things and issues that people and women deal with are especially enhanced when living in New York City because you're in you're a small fish in a big pond. You've got to be a tough cookie. You've got to fight your way and work hard, play hard. Like it's just a tough city to be in. So obviously it's going to be a tough city to date in. Anyways, I hope this was helpful. If anyone would like to come on my podcast, I could use some new content because it's 2020. I thought I was going to be stepping up my game and here I am slacking. I've had kind of a tough... I shouldn't say I've had a tough year. I've just been emotionally drained this year and so it's been a little bit tougher to come on the podcast and feel like I have fun things to talk about because I really just want to cry like all the time I've been taking CBD oil though and that kind of helps a lot so highly recommend if you would like to take CBD oil okay I'm I've really got to stop talking now thank you guys for listening to the podcast I will talk to you next week I love you guys and have a good week bye